Audio Parfait. prone to migraines, everything's loud. Now, I asked you if you were okay before we came out here because you fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then you complain about how loud the music is, and I gotta turn way the fuck down. It'll be louder, obviously, once, you know, playing I'm, I'm podcast, fine. I'm but. fine. I even, I'm so fine that I even got my reading group back. You think maybe that's why you're getting some migraines, that you're staying up all night fucking reading? No, I... I haven't stayed up past midnight. At least I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure I haven't. I don't know. I'm passed out long before then. Yeah. You go to bed about... You fall asleep around 10, 10, 15. Uh, 10.30. We go to bed after 10, after the kids go to bed. And then I usually sit on my phone until 10.30 and my hands start getting heavy and my eyes start falling. So I and I'm put reading. the phone down and I roll over I go to sleep. So I usually, I usually read about... Until midnight. and I need to be reading that late because I have a shit ton to do still for our next author that we're going to be covering. And and I'm I'm close to being done with reading, but I still got to write everything. So I'm way behind. So I need to get my... Yeah, I'm supposed to be in charge of the social media. And yet you spend more time on social media than I do. Because you don't ever do anything on the fucking social media. I'm the one always, hey, you know, rate and review, listen, subscribe. You know, networking with all the other podcasts that we've been talking to. You don't ever do any of that shit. No, because I don't really have time to listen to. Po- I mean, I have plenty of you time. time. I'm not asking you to listen to podcasts and review them. That's that's just what so I that, do. So that's what but, you're doing on the social media. I'm. Well, no, and I'm, I'm also networking with the other podcasts, trying to figure out if, if they want to promo on ours or, or come on ours. And if we want to promo theirs or go on theirs and do cross promotions with all these Tons of other podcasts that we have that I have been speaking to on uh, the little the Twitters and then Instagram and some on Facebook. Not not near as many on Facebook because Facebook is I don't know if it wasn't for the podcast groups, I would fuck just get off of Facebook completely because it's a horrible place. Yes. Yes. But I don't know. It is what it is. Well, welcome to Open a Fucking Book, Weekday Cliff Notes. Yes. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. I hope everybody's had a good week so far. I I know it's not that type of podcast, but I I can't handle people with these fucking masks anymore. I can't. My whole job revolves around telling people to wear their masks, and I want to rip all of my long, beautiful hair out of my head. Every day he calls me on his... Time off. Yeah, break time sort of thing. Yeah. He is like, oh, I'm so glad to hear your voice. And it's refreshing to hear him say that because he used to not say that. But it's also because he's so frustrated that... Getting yelled at all fucking day because... I'm, I'm his people, favorite person and I, I relax him. I'm telling people all day to do things that they don't want to fucking do. And then they, you know, piss and moan. And then I get yelled at. But now we get to talk about books. Yay. So we're both happy. So I'll let what I have on here first goes with what you were talking about earlier. So I'll let you start off with with what you have. Well, today was the release date for Midnight Sun. 
for all you Twilight by fans. Stephanie Meyer. Yes, um, I did not pre-order it. I for some reason I don't like to pre-order books. Well, because when you pre-order them, you never know when they're taking the fucking money out. Well, that and we have to. We've had to change cards and uh, due to people, you know, they stole our yeah I'd my like debit to, card yeah, information. I'd like to send all my appreciation out to the people that's that stole our your debit card information and then sold it online and then cost us seventeen hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen. I keep saying seventeen because it wasn't eighteen, it was like seventeen nine. So no, it was eight, over eighteen. Was it? Yes. I guess far as like seventeen nine. No, it okay. was Okay. But well she she's the one who went to the bank and took care of it all, so fine. Took you know, spent eighteen hundred dollars of our hard earned money and so yeah. We yeah, things like that happen. It's, yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. So that's one reason I don't like to do that. But, you know, and then we've had cards expire. So I went ahead and ordered it today. So I should have it by Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to read it if I'm not already reading a book again on that day. It's not like you won't be able to finish the one that you're on and then start. And there's another little tidbit about Stephanie you might know, not know is that she can read like nine books in one sitting. It's annoying how much you can read. I've been working on the same book for research. Now, granted, I don't get to sit down and read for as long as you do. But I've been working on the same book for research for like two weeks. And I'm still not done with the fucking thing. You finished three books the other day. To be to be fair, um, one, I had started, you know, the day before. And I was already... Yeah. I only had like 100 pages left. But then the other one was a small book. That's and a full day of reading for me. I started pages. and finished it. And then I started and finished another. So I read, started and finished two books. And then I finished you another. finished one and then started and read all the way through two more. Yes. That's fucking ridiculous. No. It was a very small book. One of them was a smaller book that still would have taken me all day to read. It took me like an hour. I know. Read. You, She is a fast reader. I am not. I think, because I don't think you say the words in your head while you're reading. I think you just fly over the, the words and they all just kind of get embedded into your brain. Something like that. I'm I'm the type of person that when I read, I have to say every word that I read in my head. I read the words as I... I understand you read the words, but you're one of those that... I can, I watch your eyes. You can just fly over the pages. Like, you're, you're reading the word, but you're not having to say the word to yourself to get the word into your head. It's going into my head. But you don't have to say it to yourself. Like, you don't have to... Like, if you read the word understand, you don't have to hear inside your head the word understand you just see it and it's there every word i read i have to read the word in my head like like out loud inside your own head i have to read each one sometimes i can do it very fast and then sometimes my learning disability kicks in and i read you know two lines under the line that i'm reading and all of a sudden it doesn't fucking make sense and i gotta go back and redo it because i was going too fast and then it takes me fucking forever that's why i usually listen to books rather than read books because i can get it into my head better and i don't fall asleep while i'm reading it's another thing is i fall asleep easily fall asleep very easily not just while i'm reading when i'm doing anything i could fall asleep yeah you fall asleep watching a show that you really love oh yeah i fall asleep watching 
football. I'll fall asleep watching The Walking Dead. I'll fall asleep watching a movie. I've, I've fallen asleep at the movie theater watching a Marvel movie that I've waited forever to see. Doesn't matter. Driving in the car, I will fall asleep. Unless you're eating. Unless I'm eating. That's why, again, I'm very slim for the, the amount of food I eat. What is it uh, Q said? I'm the Kate Moss of fat fucks. <laughs> I should be like 300 pounds for all the food that I eat. Uh, but anyway. But yes. Okay, so Midnight Sun came out. <laughs> I'm just... I don't know how the fuck. There's still some controversy around it. People are going to bitch like they do, no matter what. Yeah. They can't accept that a good book is just being released. They're going to bitch about the fact that part of it was stolen and secretly released years ago. Who fucking cares? I uh, didn't see what was... Well, and if you did see that, that, then you get the rest of it. Well, you yeah. You didn't get all of it. Yeah, and you don't know if she changed thing until it changed oh, yeah. things until she you read the book. Yeah, those books aren't done until they're fucking in your hands. Yeah, and they, they so I, for one, am excited to see the Twilight universe written through Edward's eyes. Well, the I, I saw online they had like six things you can see you'll you'll see in the new Twilight book. So I pulled it up just you know, kind of a slow news week for books, I guess, and. Uh, Everything was just, oh, well, you get to see this, but from Edward's side. You get to see this, but from Edward's side. It's like, it's just the same thing over and over you're telling me. So all, all, all I really have on here is the other side of Edward and Bella's romance is revealed. So it's just his point of view well, exactly. about That's... all it. And then, now this was the only thing that, that kind of, I am not a Twilight fan. I've never read them. I'm not a huge fan of the movies. Um, but this kind of piqued my interest a little bit, because it seems neat. It says that readers will get access into other minds. Because, yeah, because Edward he, can read minds. he can read minds. So, but if, he could never read Bella's mind. No, but you're going to, apparently, you're going to get to see what a lot of the other family members and other people he comes into contact with are thinking. No, I figured that would happen anyway. Well, and, but that, that that's... I mean, that's that to me is a, the big twist on it, other than it just being the whole fucking story from Edward's perspective. At least you get, you know, you get to see inside other people, too. Well, okay, anybody, I see where you're coming from. That's the part that I'm getting from it. Obviously, I'm missing something here. Anybody who's read Twilight or watched the movies already knew that Edward could read minds, yeah, and I we were already read. expecting to get that I, yeah, from his point of read. view. I knew he could read minds. So Again, I, you've made me watch the movies. Uh, yeah, a couple of them. You haven't watched all of them. I took you to the midnight premiere of one or two of them. So you took me to the premiere of the last one. That's it. You made me watch the other ones at your old house. Oh. I want you to watch this. But I, you know, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how Edward feels about not being able to read Bella's mind and then hearing his family what they think about her and then hearing the wolves and how Jacob because Jacob's like really in love with Bella at first and having to hear you know all those dirty thoughts when he's around and shit like that so that I, I thought that would be neat to hear yeah that's so. the only part of it that really seems interesting to me is I don't need to hear about the whole love story from his point of view I don't give a shit but, yeah I already expected but, it to be in there but and I'm the, sure other Twilight fans but the, did too. the hearing what everybody else thinks and, and getting to find that out 
that seems kind of interesting to me. Don't get me wrong. I will not be reading the book. She will try to talk to me about it maybe a little bit, and I will just nod my head and, and blank out, you know, the monkey with the symbols chiming. That's probably what's going to be going on in my head the whole time she's talking to me Probably. About it. But I will sit there with a smile on my face and nod my head so she at least feels like I'm listening to her. Because she knows I don't give a shit. I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. Well, like I said, it was I couldn't find a lot book news-wise to talk about. I'm sure there's probably plenty of book news out there. But, I mean, I looked everywhere. Nothing really seemed all that important to me. Um, so let's just get to the four books that, you know, cover the four four new books coming out this week. Um, a fiction and nonfiction. A kid's book, and a YA novel. So, the fiction is Rules for Being Dead by Kim Powers. It's the late 1960s in McKinney, Texas. Downtown theater and local drive-ins, movies, James Bond, My Fair Lady, Alfie, and Dr. Shivago feed the dreams and obsessions of a 10-year-old Clark who loves Audrey, Elvis, and his family, and the handsome boy in the projector booth. Then Clark loses his beloved mother and no one will tell him how she died. No one will tell her either. She is floating above the trees and movie screens of McKinney, trapped between life and death, searching for a glimpse of her final moments on this earth. Clark must find the shattering truth, which haunts his darkly humorous and incredible moving novel. So let's get to the uh, the publisher's review. The son and the ghost of his mother share narrative duties as they both try to solve the puzzle of her death in Powers' evocative coming-of-age tale set in 1960s Texas. Clark, 10, is crushed by his mother's death and exasperated that no one will tell him the cause. Criola, his mother, hovers in a ghostly state, quote, treading air, between life and death. She can't rest she can't rest until the cause of her death is found, which becomes Clark's sole focus as Powers engrossing and entertaining story delicately unfolds through multiple narrative layers and perspectives. Clark's father reflects on his infidelity with a shoe peddler, Rita Cobb, whose own story adds depth, intrigue, and emotion woven through the threads of nostalgia in the forms of classic sixties films and television programs. The story really begins to churn when the characters' intentions and histories are revealed. Details and details and differing motives co-mingle, including Criola's simmering rage at her cheating husband, her close friendship with the gay janitor from Clark's school, and Clark's obsession with stockpiling evidence, such as Criola's funeral registry and a photo of Rita. Amid, amid Clark's frothy kid detective sleuthing, he looks up to a 10th grade boy who runs the drive-in projector, and their sexually charged friendship is handled beautifully, blending late 60s nostalgia with a supernatural mystery. Powers' emotionally complex tale gets the job done just right. Okay, so so this kid is 10. Yes. And they're talking about sexual feelings towards... A 10th grader. A 10th grader and a janitor? Well, the mother had a friendship with the janitor at the school who happens to be gay. Published by Blair. Comes out August. I think 10's a little young to be talking about sexual feelings. Why? Because that's 10. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, the story sounds great and all, but... Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those where you can't, you can't just 
read that and say that you don't get, you know, no, it's between a 10-year-old and... Well, he has a crush on the 10th grader. But it said there were sexual feelings. He says, uh, it says, sexually charged friendship. So, obviously, the 10-year-old has, Clark has sexual feelings for this 10th grader. Doesn't say on here if it's, you know, reciprocated or not. I, I would hope not a 10th grader and a 10-year-old. Yeah, that's a 10th grade. That'd be like if my daughter was dating a 10th grader. Yeah. I would never allow that. Well, no, it's not saying anything that they're dating. It says friendship. I wouldn't allow her to be friends with the 10th grader. Well, it, this is the 60s, so it's different. And the father has obviously got shit going on because he was cheating on his wife with some shoe peddler named Rita. And the mother's dead. So he's... There's probably a lot other stuff going on. You, you you seem to want to focus in on this one thing. When it seems there's a lot other stuff to focus on. I, that was just the first thing that popped out at me because of the age and even in the '60s, pedophilia was. And again, it doesn't say anything about them having sex. It says a sexually charged friendship. That could mean anything. This is one of those books that you just have to read to find out what it means. Okay. Don't make. Don't judge a book. But what we talked about last week about you buying books because you like what the cover has to say. Stop judging books by their covers. It's not stop by ju- its stop, cover. Stop judging books by their publisher's weekly review. It's by a description. Publisher's weekly review. It's a description. From the publisher's review. Okay, next book. Okay, so uh, the nonfiction. Every book about not that was nonfiction that I saw had to do with fucking Trump. So this is The End of Everything, Astrophysically Speaking, by Katie Mack. It's not about Trump. I was so happy to see that it wasn't about Trump that I didn't really care what it was about. But I saw Astrophysically Speaking, and I thought, ooh, space. I love space. We went and saw Neil deGrasse Tyson a few years back, and it was... It was amazing. A, it was a gift I got for you. And he called Bill Nye right there on stage. And, ooh, it was so good. You were so giddy. Oh, God, I loved it. Two of my favorite people. So from one of the most dynamic rising stars in astrophysics, an accessible and eye-opening look at five ways the universe could end and the mind-blowing lessons each scenario reveals about the most important concept in cosmology. So oh. that's We know the universe had a beginning. Big Bang expanded from a state of unimaginable density to an all-encompassing encompassing cosmic fireball to a simmering fluid of matter and energy, laying down the seeds for everything from black holes to one rocky planet orbiting a star near the edge of a spiral galaxy that happened to develop life as we know it. But what happens to the universe at the end of the story? And what does it mean for us now? Dr. Katie Mack has been contemplating these questions since she was a young student when her astronomy professor informed her that the universe could end at any moment, in an instant. This revelation set her on the path towards theoretical astrophysics. Now with lively wit and humor, she takes us on a mind-bending tour through five of the cosmos, cosmos's possible finales. The Big Crunch, Heat Death, The Big Rip, Vacuum Decay, the one that could happen at any moment, and The Bounce. Guiding us through cutting-edge science and major concepts in quantum mechanics, cosmology, string theory, and much more, the end of everything is wildly fun, surprisingly upbeat ride to the farthest reaches 
of all that we know. This is from Schreibner Book Company. Comes out in August. And it's only 240 pages. So that's a lot of astrophysics in a fairly small uh, container. So this this is probably one that I'm going to end up buying because I like this kind of shit. Yes, you do. Uh, I think about how the universe is going to end all the time. It's a passion of mine. It's something I sometimes look forward to. While you're at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on my way to work, even though the traffic sucks. Not on my way home, even though traffic sucks. Not while I'm at home. But yeah, most of the time when I'm at work, <laughs> yeah. I think of how will the universe end and how can I make it happen faster? I know my husband. Yeah. I always thought about one where there was the Big Bang and then everything expanded. And it expands, 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 expands. But what if it gets to the point one day where it can't expand anymore and all comes crushing back down to one point? And then it hits that one point and bounces back again. Maybe that's what the Big Bang was. It was the universe before ours come crashing down on itself. Like a rubber band expanding and then going back. Yeah. Spread yeah. it out. Uh, I mean, eventually you'd think that rubber, rubber band might snap. But that's always something that I had thought of. I'm going to read the book and probably prove why I'm completely wrong. But this is probably one that I will be buying. The kids' book this week is Rowley Jefferson's Awesome Friendly Adventure uh, by Jeff Kinney. Does the name Jeff Kinney ring a bell? It does. It sounds very familiar. It should. They've made many movies about his book, his other book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I was was getting ready to say that. It's like, wait, I know know his books. So the overview, you've never seen the Wimpy Kid world like this before. An entirely new, awesome, friendly, truly fantastic fantasy quest from number one international best-selling author Jeff Kinney. From the imagination of Rowley Jefferson comes an adventure of epic proportions. Join Roland and his best friend, Garg the Barbarian, as they leave the safety of their village and embark on a quest to save Roland's mom from the White Warlock. Will our heroes survive? Find out in Rowley Jefferson's awesome, friendly adventure. And don't miss Rowley Jefferson's first book, the instant number one bestseller, Diary of an Awesome, Friendly Kid. Rowley Jefferson's Journal. And that is by Amulet Books. It's 224 pages for ages 8 to 12. So, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a decent book. Sounds like it. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Ladies, you know that man in your life with the big, beautiful beard? Or the one trying to grow a beard, even if it's just a little stubble? Well, what you might not know is that the skin underneath all that face fur can get dried out and super itchy, causing scratching that leads to flaking, and if there's anything worse than head dandruff, it's beard dandruff. That's why we've teamed up with TheBeardStruggle.com. They know what goes into having a big, glorious beard, hence the name. And they've created some of the best products in the market to help the man in your life tame those majestic chin locks and soothe the skin underneath. Be it the day and night oils, which keep the beard soft and the skin moisturized, and they smell great by the way, or the beard straightener that calms those extra curly face hairs and makes that beard look fuller and healthier. Kevin uses these products and his beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better, and 
I, I really enjoy playing with this right now. Beardstruggle.com uses 100% all natural ingredients. They never test on animals and have a 90 day money back guarantee. All you have to do is go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use our exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, for 15% off at checkout. That's A U D I O 15 for 15% off your entire order. Go now. And your young adult book. And my YA book, yes. It is called House of Salt and Sorrows by, I, by Aaron A. Craig. I think I've heard, seen. In a manner by the sea, 12 sisters are cursed. Annalee lives a sheltered life at High Moor with her sisters and their father and stepmother. Once there were 12, but loneliness fills the grand halls now that four of the girls' lives have been cut short. Each death was more tragic than the last. A plague, a plummeting fall, a drowning, a slippery plunge. And there are whispers throughout the surrounding villages that the family is cursed by the gods. Disturbed by a series of ghostly visions, Anna Lee becomes increasingly suspicious that her sister's deaths were no accident. The girls have been sneaking out every night to attend glittering balls, dancing until dawn in silk gowns and shimmering slippers. And Anna Lee isn't sure whether to try to stop them or join their forbidden tryst. Because who or what are they really dancing with? When Anna Lee's involvement with a mysterious stranger who has secrets of his own intensifies, it is a race to unravel the darkness that has fallen over her family before her it claims her next. House of Salt and Sorrow is a spellbinding novel filled with magic and the rustle of gossamer skirts down long, dark hallways. Get ready to be swept away. An eerie, lovely 12 dancing princess retelling full of ghosts and gods, a fascinating waterfront world, and I'm reading it from behind my fingers. Melissa Albert, New York Times bestselling author of The Hazel Wood. I, ha- I believe I have The Hazel Wood. This was published from Ember, 416 pages long. I want it. Yeah, that one I saw, I, j- I saw the cover and I went, she's going to want that. Because it's a really neat looking cover. It looks like ninety percent of the books that you have the 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 real pretty lettering on it, and then the all calligraphy. the calligraphy around it, and the the it's the solid color of the uh, the book with all the like specks of different colors thrown in there. I was like, oh, that's there's Stephanie's book, right? That's the whole reason I picked it because I knew it was going to be something that you're going to be. Like, I want that. Yeah, there's two other books I want that I found today when I was um, looking on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I don't really know. It kind of sounds a little young for me, but when it comes to some books, I don't care about age, but some other ones I do because it depends on the sexual context and the age of the child reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called They Wish They Were Us. It's by Jessica Goodman. It's pretty much about This girl, her freshman year of high school, her best friend was killed by her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took her until her senior year to finally accept that, you know, her best friend was dead and she was going to live her senior year up. And she was part of this secret society club that wasn't so secret. You know, it was just the type of fancy bullshit thing because she lived in Long Island. Okay. Um. And then she started getting these random text messages saying that 
her best friend's boyfriend was innocent. So it kind of, it's a psychological thriller type thing. Okay. She she tries to find out who killed her best friend while clearing the name of her boyfriend and putting her life in jeopardy and all that shit. So it seems kind of interesting to, to read. Okay. And yeah, that was also just released today. Okay. So, it's, again, it's They Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman. And then another one that seemed really interesting, it's called Soul Walkers. It, it reminds me a lot of Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children mixed with some House of Furies type thing by Madeline Rue. And I'll just read the description. That's it's rather short. Kiela Strauss can see into your soul with the touch of her hand. She can see your fears, desires, and wants. She can see your past, your present, your future. She is a soul walker. New Orleans is the city Kia calls home, a city of revelry, jazz, wonder, and magic. She grew up listening to stories of magic and mysticism, but they were just stories, or so she thought. After experiencing two visions of the future, Kia learns of the existence of soul walkers and that she is one of them. With the help of her mentor, Ian, she begins to learn what she is capable of and the consequences of her newfound power. But even Ian cannot prepare her for what she will discover. Kia is thrown into a world once unimaginable, where the touch of a hand could kill her, and every new discovery can change the course of her life forever. Hmm. So, it seems kind of neat. And it seems like it's down your alley, yeah. Yeah, it was actually originally published December 3rd of 2019, so it's not too far off from being a new book, you know, six months ago, no, seven, eight, yeah, something like that, <laughs> I can't count, but yeah, it, and you know, all that weird Louisiana stuff that's going to be in there too. Yeah, the Creole witch doctor type magic, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, that's going to be neat, because that was in Princess the- Princess and the Frog shit. No, that was in the Asylum series, and that kind of brought in a... The Princess and the Frog, too. I haven't seen The Princess and the Frog. No, I don't know what to tell you. It's an amazing movie. I almost cried. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, you're going to have to... You're what? We have Disney Plus. You're watching that fucking movie. And when it gets to the part with the uh, the lightning bug and the stars, you'll, you're going to cry. And I'm going to record it and put it on Spoiler Instagram. Spoiler alert! Anyway, the movie's been out for over a decade. It's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the there was some of that Creole magic in the Asylum series by Madeline Rue as well, and I really enjoyed that. And you know, there um, the Coven season of uh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story had some of that, so I really, I'm really into magic and stuff like that. I, you know, I had gathered. Through my years of knowing you, I thought I think I think she likes magic, magic and stuff like that. Mythology, magic. Yeah. You know, for me, if it's not science based, uh, biography based, or zombie based, horror based, <laughs> or just really fucking weird, like Yahtzee, Yahtzee Croshaw type shit, I'm usually not gonna read it. But that's your thing. I mean, there's. Thing. I do read other genres. I yeah, but the majority of what you read is that the the weird nonsensical yeah. magical fantasy yeah. shit. Yes, yeah, that's your that's your your wheelhouse. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here before we uh, melt. Run, yeah, run a little too long. Let's get to the socials real quick, Stephanie. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Audio Parfait. We are at Open A F I N G Book, and I am at E C J B A T. I am uh, Young E T A M six on Twitter. Young E T A M on Instagram. Been doing a lot on Twitter lately, and you can catch us chatting it up on there for a lot. Uh, we got our Goodreads account up, goodreads.com slash audio parfait. Stephanie's been doing a great job of posting all the books we have read, the the research books that I'm you know looking at for all of our Saturday shows. Uh, the Honestly, if you blink more than twice, two more books that said she has read them will be po- posted up there because she reads them. It gets posted that she reads it. We have one friend on there now. Well, and, and you can be number two. Go to Goodreads and and, and friend us on Goodreads. Uh, Email us, info at audioparfait.com. Literally anything that you want to tell us. We're doing a good job, doing a shitty job. Authors you want us to cover, books you want us to take a look at. Just shoot the shit, anything. We're we're good with it. Uh, The webpage is audioparfait.com. You can get all the episodes of this podcast, all the episodes of our other podcast. I know it's not real, but that had to hurt where we delve into the wrestling world from two fans' perspectives. Stephanie and how much she loves it. Me on how much I'm really starting to fucking hate it. And, you know, all that good shit. Getting the rumors, news, do a Mount Rushmore. It's good fun. Show up Saturday for our Mary Wollstonecraft third and final episode. Find out how it all ends. It's You were on the edge of your seat through it. I was. I was very excited. You, you, were, you were intrigued. I would say something and then I'd wait and I'd do the pause and see what your reaction would be. You'd be like, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> So, you got that to look forward to. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash audio parfait, like everything. Uh, if you think that we deserve a couple dollars for all the hard work we do, that's great. If not, eh, what are you going to do? Go to your libraries. Go to your bookstores. Buy a book at your local bookstore from a local author. Help the people in your community out. Volunteer at your library if they let you do that type of shit. Go in there with some Clorox bleach and wipe everything down. Do, do something. Help help them out because they, they need it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate us, review us, please. Five-star reviews are great. They, they really help us out. They let us know that you're listening. They let us uh, they let us know what we can work on or what we're doing right. Advertisers look at that stuff. They You don't think they do, but they actually really do look at that type of thing in our analytics. They look at rates and reviews and anything can help us. So we can make a little bit of money and we can put it back into the podcast. Well, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, I'll be... Uh, I almost fucked up the ending that I've done a million fucking times. <laughs> take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And between now and the time we get to talk to you next, do yourself a favor. Go open a fucking door. All right. We'll see you. Bye, guys.